Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, legend, my co-host, Joshua. Gangsta time. Cool. It's not what's called partner, but it should be called gangsta time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Yeah, I'm a little concerned that I made the sound drops a little too loud now in my efforts to equalize it, but it's a work. Yeah, they might smack y'all in the face, but you're used to it. Yeah, um, we're not doing any one shots today, so thank goodness there's not that sound dropping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just thought we'd come on, you know, give you a quick a quick sode about the Xbooks. Uh, we did all the manga on Sunday, so if you guys are uh, interested in that, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, watch the video uh, corresponding to the series that you like. We got it all up there. Uh, or, you know, subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts if you like the jo- show in general. Uh, this will just probably be a full episode today because all we're doing are the X-Men comics that came out this week. And, um, yeah, short and sweet. Uh, let's get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram as well. And on Twitter at NYChillin with an E-N at the end. Yeah. Uh, yes. You can follow our producer, Brian, at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. He also has a Twitch channel that you can follow at twitch.tv slash It's Punchline. Uh, he's a very fun streamer. Go check him out and let him know we sent you, honestly. It'll be very nice if he... Uh, if he if you it'll be a nice little uh, cheer him up because the sentiment our work and stuff a little appreciation of his work ah i don't know words are hard <laughs> but in any case uh, you can also follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram follow us on twitter especially because we will always do a really good chapter of the week poll uh it comes up every sunday whenever the manga chapters are out and we reveal the winner at the corresponding week's show so get on it Get on it. Uh, uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Subscribe to us. Comment, like, all that stuff. Share the pod. Let's build this little community. Uh, Very excited for today's show, so let's get into it. Uh, We're just going to jump right in. No randomizer, no no sound drop. Uh, It's only three books this week, so uh, let's get started. This is Excalibur number 22. Um, Last we left off, I almost forgot what happened, and then I reminded myself. Um, so the Hellfire Gala happened last time, and um, yeah. Pete uh, Pete Wisdom was sacrificed by this angry cabal of British people <laughs> to in order to uh, revive Morgan Le Fay, and uh, f- so she could fuck shit up, I guess. Um, and I and uh, at that point, Excalibur seems to be investigating that. Uh, in the meantime, there's a sniper lady. I don't remember who she is, but I feel like she was important at some point. She's the she's the head of the of Lightspoke. Oh right, yeah, I remember the regent. Yeah, of Lightspoke. Yeah, she's out here trying to snipe the mutants. Uh, she's only trying to kill one of them. She has a cool curving bullet, like from World Trigger and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's kind of cool. Really sick. Uh, it curves around and it heads straight for Gambit, uh, and in a cool moment, honestly, Gambit just like whoosh, blocks it. Um, 
It was very manga esque. I, I appreciated it a little bit. Yeah, I like that he has the reaction speed to catch a bullet. Yeah. Into, well, at least intercept one. That's really impressive. Yeah. And he did it all cool with his powers. I appreciated that as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they asked, so, you know, after that doesn't work, uh, the Blight Spoke force <laughs> pull up and, like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> because now they decide to talk. Hey, hey, try you try to shoot somebody in the head first before having a civil conversation. Yeah, the very definition of shoot first, ask questions later. That's literally what happens. She decides, like, well, that didn't work. Might as well go talk to him now. Uh, so she basically is like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> she pulls a gun at Beast. I forgot Beast is also here. Um, and they're basically like uh, uh, investigating this stuff that, like with the device that Beast is using. Uh, they're just trying to find like mine stuff. And they didn't really like that. So, you know, they're like, they gave him a warning and they kind of just fuck off. Although she gets along with this dragon, right? This is Shogo, no? No. Oh. All right, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> that happens. And uh, we cut over to Richter getting resurrected once again. Uh, oh, no, not Richter. Sorry, he look, kind of looks like Richter. This is Pete Wisdom. After getting sacrificed by the cabal of angry British people, he is resurrected, and they tell him what happened. It's like, yo, you just got killed. They sacrificed you to uh, free Morgan Le Fay. And they're tearing down all the UK gates, so they can't go to the United Kingdom anymore. And Pete Wisdom is torn up by this. He says, no! I can't go back to Britain! (laughs) No more fish and chips, I see! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's all I know. No more tea and crumpets! Uh, so that happens, and then we cut over to the Starlight Citadel, where Captain Britain is hanging out with uh with uh Saturnine. I was kind of shocked that they're like in the same room together and not tearing each other apart. Yeah, relatively cordial. Yeah. Um, but the reason that Captain Britain is there is that Merlin pulled up and is now just came like with all of the pure fury and hatred of an old man. Uh, this, he is so angry. This Merlin, <laughs> he just pulls, very bigoted. Yeah, he came in and he has he's taking issue with Saturnine because she's allowing uh, witch breeds who are mutants. What uh, it's the other world term for mutants? Allowing witch breeds to hang out in other world in their sacred British lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're magical yet still British lands. Yeah. So he turns to, like, basically the ruling parties of Otherworld and, like, we can't stand for this. And they're, everybody else is like, I guess, yeah. I mean, they have, they've been causing trouble here ever since they got here, you know. Uh, it's, it's pretty fucked up. So, you know, they're, they're pretty much, everybody's kind of in alignment with Merlin. So, you know, I guess they call the meeting. Saturday just calls the meeting. It's like, all right, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do here. Um, but so you guys hate mutants. We got it. The uh, court adjourned. Uh, your hatred is noted. Uh, so I guess everybody goes home. It's kind of confusing as to w- what was the point of all this. It's just 
did Merlin gather this crew just so he could hate in public? I think a lot. I think the. I mean, if if we're being serious here, right? Yeah. Um, I I think it's not just Merlin. I mean, he stated. I'm not sure if it's right now or later on, but it's not just him. You know, uh, a lot of the other regions feel that way. Even the people in uh, Sevenlet, I think. Yeah. Um. You know, with the vampire place, which is weird because they they seem pretty cool with some with some of the mutant kids. That well, at least that one mutant kid, anyway. Yeah. Actually, he turned himself into a, a vampire to do to hang out there. So anyway, look. Well, Wolverine. Point is, got beat mutants for some reason. Huh? Remember, Wolverine pop pulled up and is like, "Hey, can you take care of Dracula real fast for me?" Did he? Didn't they do that? They go. They went to to the to Svelnik place thing. Maybe that's where it left off before the gala started. I could be wrong. It's been a while. I wouldn't know, bro. I'm unfortunately. Yeah, but in any case, uh, after the meeting is adjourned, uh, Saturday calls uh, Betsy over and kind of tries to mend fences, but in her own Saturday-esque way, where she's kind of uh, smug about it, (laughs) where she basically asks, um, she's basically like, all right, so Merlin just came in and declared war on me. What are you going to do about it, Captain? And she's like, I don't know, man. This shit is crazy. <laughs> uh, Saturday basically charges her with going into Merlin's territory and trying to figure out what his plans are, uh, essentially against the mutants. And uh, after after like a little back and forth uh, banter, uh, Captain Britain agrees, and she asks her, "Is like, hey, how did you take this seat for Merlin? Because it's revealed that Merlin." was the guy in charge until Saturnine was able to take this from him at some point. She usurped him. Yes, yeah, she usurped him. <laughs> he was usurped. I don't to use that word too much. Yeah, I mean, it's a good word, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, basically she's like, hey, complete this mission for me, and then maybe I'll tell you. Maybe. You know? Meanwhile, uh, on Braddock Isle, Pete Wisdom is just suffering severe PTSD from not being able to return to Britain. Uh, he's so bummed out. Oh, God, he's deep red. <laughs> he's in deep thought. Yeah, he's really thinking, like, damn. He's very somber. Damn. Very, know. very, uh, what's the word? Christian. Damn. Lethargic. Lethargic. I don't think that's the word. No, that would be showing him, like, moving with little, yeah. Yeah, he thought you get the word. Yeah. <laughs> I think somber is the. Somber is a good word. word. Somber is a good word. I'll never get to see Big Ben again. Cool. Uh, I don't know what he does with this tree <laughs> here. I'm very. I'm. I'm a, I'm a little confused. I don't know what this tree is. Really? Do you do you know what this tree is? In the background, with the red part. No, the the star. Oh, part. those are pictures of, of dead mutants. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, the next scene, everybody's just in the Tower of Merlin. <laughs> and like, yeah, they just say, oh, we're going to free some slaves. Yeah, yeah, they just do that. They start doing that. They just some free prisoners, some, some all the fairies. Yeah, some Merlin's prisoners. He's locking up magical creatures. That's fucked up, Merlin. What's wrong with him? Yo, Merlin is really just hater supreme. I really can't handle it. 
There's nothing likable about him. Well, yeah, what's going on with all these magical characters? I thought they were nice, cool, whimsical people. <laughs> well, you think not on the Hickman's regime. He said, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> they will all be assholes." Everybody's got to be at least a tiny bit shady in my X Men. Even Nightcrawler. Yeah. Even nine. <laughs> nine. Nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm so No, that's fucked up. I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm not making fun of the German language or people. I'm making fun of Nightcrawler. Yes. <laughs> the a fictional character. Fiction. A fictional German. Uh. All right, so they break into Merlin's like inner sanctuary, just casually freeing prisoners on the way. I, I, this was really easy for them, for the most part. Uh, yeah, they don't even have an Omega level mutant with them. Yeah, so they break through this uh, this door, and inside the door, there seems to be luck. Yeah, I mean, they just kind of like waltz through and. They burst through. Nah, um, what's his name? Uh, um, did you see how he used the the he he said how he stole Saturnai's uh card? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know a tarot card, and he, they used the luck one to bust open the uh door, which is I thought fucking hilarious. Yeah, Gambit's pretty cool. Which... In this issue. <laughs> uh, so inside this room, there's this well, basically, um, and they fig- and they are hearing like voices from it. But they don't really get a lot of time to investigate because Merlin just pulls up like witch breed, uh, and he's <laughs> yeah. So he's like derogatory terms, ah, slur against your people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And they ask him, "Is like, yo, who are these people?" And I guess like the people are trapped, like the souls of the people are trapped in this well. It's not. It's not like because they're looking down. He's like, "What's happening?" He's like, "I turned these people into water or something, and uh, you won't be able to free them. But you know what? You'll be relieved to say that to know that my days of taking prisoners are through. And uh, it's because those who were found breaking and entering will simply be executed." And he uh, shoots lightning at them. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it turns out to be ineffectual because Betsy just blocks it with her shield. And then Richter, in a cool move, he just, like, burrows his way down using his powers. Uh, All the way down. Yeah. Jeez. Express elevator style, man. It's pretty good. Uh, And it turns out that he digs so far that he ends up in these old train tunnels. Uh, And Gambit uses his abilities to push the train forward, propel them forward with an explosion. And Exploding then, the back of the train. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very Bakugo move, honestly. I, I guess it checks out. Okay. I'll buy it. <laughs> Why, it's, it's not any more ridiculous than anything I've seen in comics, honestly. Sure. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Pete Wisdom is just really still down in the dumps. Just another half page of him just... Being like, damn, <laughs> they really let me, they really kicked me out of Britain. Um, <laughs> and the next morning, uh, he ap- appears in the Arbor Magnus, where the five seems to have resurrected the old strike team. Uh, I don't know who these folks are, but we get a helpful little um, mini blurb of these folks uh, 
we got Tom Lennox as his code name is Gast, uh, Allison Double, uh, known as code name Albedo, uh, Kevin Mulhern, Xanth, and Vic, Vicky Repion, Rueb, Rubedo, Rubedo. Um, Jim Jaspers killed the first guy, which you know, he's a really strong dude. Yeah, very strong man. Uh, yeah, I don't know who Slaymaster is. Yeah, I don't know who any of these characters are, but, you know, I guess it's cool that they're back. Um, oh, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Agents of Strike. Uh, apparently, these were like kind of like a psychically dif- gifted individuals that uh, worked in the side division of, of Strike. And Pete Wisdom has resurrected them to get to make uh, Britain make them regret that they ever let them go. You know, uh, meanwhile, back, back, yeah, meanwhile, back at, uh, Merlin's castle, he's like, ma, <laughs> the, Excal- this place is protected by more than just locked doors and guards, Excalibur, and he flips off this cage, and he's like, and there's this red-headed, naked guy, it looks like, inside, and he just pokes his forehead, and he's like, who are you? And like, I am Merlin. Do you remember now? And he's like, yes, I am Arthur. King Arthur. I guess that makes sense if there's a Merlin. Yeah, Merlin, King Arthur. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's going to be King Arthur versus the Excalibur. Maybe he's super powerful in this universe. King Arthur versus Captain Britain. Whoa. <laughs> it's a good jolly old showdown. <laughs> I'm not even gonna act like I know any English. A jolly good showdown. <laughs> uh, that might be the name of the episode. A good jolly, a good jolly old showdown. Jolly old duel. <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. G. A duel. Um, that was Excalibur. Uh, I liked this issue. Uh, I I found more enjoyment reading this one than than usual with Excalibur. Uh, I'm pretty up and down on the series, but this was not a bad one. Uh, I thought everybody, there was like these cool little moments, you know, nothing insane, but I liked it more than usual. Excalibur, I guess, is starting to grow on me, maybe. Only 22 issues in. Uh, But you have any thoughts, Josh? Nope, ready to move on. Sick. Let's get into Way of X. Uh, this is Wave X number four. Uh, with the cover. Also, we skip ahead because we have no uh, no self control. I'm gonna get a bit of VGI right now. <laughs> All right, this is Josh's very good issue of the week. Certified VGI. Josh's? No, it's also mine. Certified VGI. Let's get into it. Um, the cover promises us that Xavier and. Uh, Legion are about to go at it, but it doesn't... Spoiler alert, it doesn't happen. Oh, Chris. I don't ever take these <laughs> I know. for granted. All this guarantees is that they're going to probably communicate with each other they're in probably, some sort of way. They're probably just going to walk past each other at some point or another. At the bare minimum. That's where you have to set your expectations there. So whatever else happens after that is like... Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Um, we open up with this story um, about these tribes uh, 
Very interesting one. Yeah. Um, do you want to go through it? Because like this, it, this part in particular is kind of like spotty in my memory. Uh, I won't tell the story no, word yeah, for word and nothing like that. Just the but gist. here's the point, man. People were struggling. They got together to try to help each other out. Everyone played a role. Was you know living in a community, but you know everyone was still struggling. Shit was still rough. Uh, one guy in the tribe killed another person, sucked out their bone marrow, got really strong, and nobody wanted to fuck with them. As you do. And the door... Huh? As you do. As you do, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm going... I'm going... I'm going by the story anyway. The, the, the moral of it is, he ended up killing parents to a child. The child ran away, came back when, when the situation started getting better, and people didn't have to eat each other anymore. And when she came back for revenge on the person that killed her parents, you know, the people were trying to say, you know, like, these are better times now. Like, that was only under, like, stressful times. Like, let's, let's start, let's, let's wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Right? And this is a super obvious, um... Parallel to... Par- parallel to, um... What's her name? Lost. It. Huh? Lost. Yeah, it's a lost... Um, it's a lost story where I guess Fabian Cortez murdered people that, you know, really mattered to her. And it's hard, you know, she's trying to explain like how, you know, how she feels through through a story, you know? Fabian Cortez is the dude that killed her parents and sucked their bone marrow out. Yes, basically. And um, there you go. And over the course of the series, uh, Nightcrawler has been exploring the three laws of mutants, you know, make more mutants, kill no man. And um, this is particularly about kill no man um, because now they're just thinking, all right, so technically Fabian Cortez killed a man, but, you know, this was before all of the, all of, it was before Krakoa and everybody who was brought to Krakoa, every mutant that ever existed, no matter how bad they were, gets a fresh slate whenever they get onto Krakoa, even Apocalypse, you know? So they're kind of grappling with this kind of decision because you're basically gathering people on an island that have parent-murdering beef with each other <laughs> in a way. Uh, and there's no, there hasn't been any reconciliation towards that, and which is an interesting thought to bring to the table because everybody's just kind of good with each other at this point. And... You would think it's believable that they put everything aside for the greater good, but not everybody's going to be vibing with that. You know, not everybody's going to be able to let go so easy, and with good reason. Not that they shouldn't either, because when someone, when you're sharing a home with someone who killed your parents, it's going to be weird. <laughs> to say the least. So, yeah, they're ba- uh, they're basically trying to think about what they're going to do about it. You know, like how they're going to write, make this situation right and how this situation will probably be kind of a test for uh, a method to make the make no uh, kill no man rule more palpable to people um, or more, you know, important and uh, yeah. and stuff. And that's all Nightcrawler is ever trying to do. So, you know. Give real, true, you know, give real value to these laws. Right. But they're not just something that's being said. Yeah. 
Um, at that moment, that's when uh, Dust shows up. And uh, she basically sh- shows up because they're like, yeah, uh, when they colonized the moon, they forgot a lot of shit <laughs> in terms of volcanoes. Yeah, Mars, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say moon? the moon? My bad. Yeah. Mars. But they, they were talking about one of Mars' moons anyway, so. Yeah. Matter. They're talking about, like, the volcanoes and all that stuff. Um, so she's there to deal with, like, erupting volcanoes so that the Iraqans don't just get incinerated by magma and shit. And um, among yeah. other things. She turns into a giant dust cloud and fucks off to, I guess, go deal with volcanoes. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, Very cool. She was a champion at one point, by the way. You're right. Yeah, I remember her. Um, it's been a while since the champions was a thing. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're a thing, but I, I haven't kept up with them in a while. Uh, in any case, yeah, they get off and we cut over to New York where Gorgon is back. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, they resurrected Gorgon, which kind of fucked him up because Gorgon died during the Ten of Swords event, uh, and he died on Otherworld specifically. And usually, when mutants die in Otherworld, they can't be re- they they can be resurrected, but they come back different from where they started, uh, or to a lesser degree, in terms of Rock Slide. I think the way they explained it is that there's multiple versions of him that were smushed into one body, so. He's like got the he, he's barely like sentient in a way, you know, like he's he's not himself, I guess. No. It the same thing happened to Gorgon, and he is freaking out in the middle of a park, uh, and while he, like humans are just like, look at this crazy guy. I just stared at him like, yo, you show Gorgon some respect. He's the, <laughs> he's the fucking man. You don't know what he did. <laughs> uh. And meanwhile, Fabian Cortez is just hanging out. He's like, I strongly advise you hang back as Kurt arrives. Um, and Kurt asks, like, what happened? And he's like, ah, you know, he's here. Poor, Gor- poor old Gorgon, one of the strongest mutants alive. Uh, for reference, he can turn people to stone. Uh, he has a mind like a nuke and sword, a sword like devil's breath. He also, uh, yeah, yeah, basically that. Um, and the mask keeps him from, like, looking at people. And if he looks at people, they turn to stone. Um, so it's not great. He's basically down there. Ju- and Fabian's basically just like kind of keeping him in check, uh, you know, so he doesn't immediately just turn people to stone. But he is kind of fucking. Uh, no, he's he's creating a, 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 a bad situation. Oh, is he? But he is. like he's, Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the one that's doing that to Gorgon in the first place. Mm. He's fucking with Gorgon today. He, you know, it'll it'll tempt him to uh to murder people. But I guess this was something that was set up because Fabian knew ahead of time that uh, Kurt was coming to talk. You know, Nightcrawler was coming to talk to him, and he did not want to have no kind of weirdo conversation. Yeah. So he tried to he tried to do this to get leverage, but you know, he it was to get leverage, and but also he's to also show that he's really such a piece of shit. Yeah. So he's doing this for leisure as well. Yeah. You know. He, he, he wishes that Gorgon would kill these people, and he would able to arguably say that he had nothing to do with it, even though he did amplify parts of his, you know, I think he gave him telepathy. Does Gorgon have telepathy? Uh, I don't know. I, I, no, I, I don't think so, that's why I was but a little he, confused, he, though. he gave him that. 
Yeah. yeah. He sure did. No, he has telepathy, but Gorgon, uh, not Gorgon, um, Fabian made it stronger. Oh, that's that's how he's like agitating Gorgon is that he's he's forcing Gorgon to just like hear everyone's thoughts around him and it's fucking with him. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucked up. And he's doing he's this not now. just, he's kind of also doing this to troll Nightcrawler in general because he knows that yeah. Nightcrawler's trying to bring value into this. So he's presenting him with this moral moral test so um we'll get more into that later there is a scene in between this uh where uh legion meets up with xavier and apparently he asks xavier for uh a seed uh a krakoan gate seed um and they kind of talk it out xavier's so nervous he's oh my god he has no idea how to deal with his child sick so you're uh are you good, son? And he's like, I think it was like, yeah, I'm not gonna kill everybody on the planet, bro. You're you're fine. Yeah, and he brings. Plus, up- I got these guys with me to smoke me at any yeah. moment. Oh my as god! As soon as I start acting up, that was kind of a cool thing. It was just like they were like Zorn and Zorn. Where? Why are they here? And he's like, so they can kill me the second I get out of line. Uh, and I'm like, damn. So you know, they're just he's, having. He's about it, yeah. Yeah, and he's basically like, don't worry, I'm going to handle the patchwork, man. Um, Xavier's like, why don't you tell me who he is? It's like, you're the worst candidate possible. This person, whoever this is, they know how you think because it's obviously Onslaught. Uh, and Xavier doesn't know that. So he's like, he knows how you think, so it's best if you stay out of this entirely. Uh, and Xavier just can't sit with that. He is not. No. He just he 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 went as far as to violate his son. Yeah, he says there's too much at stake, and he too much at stake. And he taps into David's mind, and all of a sudden, blam! An onslaught seems to take over Xavier immediately, uh, and the mutants are no. Well, kinda. That's what I thought. That's why I've because it's a two page. Well, spread. look. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Is I'll it, let you finish. It's a two-page spread where Onslaught is just, like, standing, it, metaphorically, like, it on Xavier, like, right across from Xavier, or behind him, as Xavier's like, <laughs> So, I don't know, I guess, but his influence is also causing the mutants around them to kind of, like, be violent towards each other and all that. Yeah. Um... And at that point, that's when David's like, ah, shit, well, no choice now. And Zorn and Zorn just kill everyone. Uh, Vaporize everyone. Yeah, Xavier included. Uh, This is the second time (laughs) Xavier died. (laughs) Who knew? Who would have thought that Xavier would die twice? Yeah, we're going to get smoked in this fight. I didn't think he was going to die in this comic. He did. He did. They did fight. And they caused. I guess. Just tell me, son. But you see, Legion was trying to tell Professor X, like, look, like, you have to leave it alone and allow allow people to kind of work past this. You know what I'm saying? And he just was like, nah, I need to be in control. Yeah. But his, yeah, his, you know, as it was said, he, Onslaught used him as a conduit. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that could have been way more dangerous. Oh, yeah. Nobody stopped him. Yeah, and it's not just like he needed to be in control. He also needed David to not be in control of the situation. Like, he yeah. did not trust Legion even a little bit. Um, 
it it's sad, you know. Uh, and it's one of the shadier aspects of of Xavier that he's just like so distrustful. He he can trust Apocalypse before he can trust his own son, which is pretty crazy. Um, but in any case, he's dead now, uh, and he's like, "Well, better tell the Resurrection crew to cancel their dinner plans, eh?" Um, and at that point, that's what we cut over back to New York. Uh, Gorgon removes his headband, uh, the mask off that, uh, that blinds him to other people. And it doesn't work because Fabian Cortez is shutting down his eyes. He basically makes him blind for a little while. Um, and at that point he's like, so let's talk options. Uh, you can either kill me or not. Uh, you can either knock me out or kill me, which you'll have to kill me. Cause I'm not just going to get knocked out. Um, or you can go kill Gorgon. You know, while you stand, while you still can. And he'll be resurrected and maybe, you know, maybe it'll fix him. Uh, and either way, I'm afraid it's murder and you can't be murderous. <laughs> Yo, he's just, like you said, super trolling Kurt and being really a kind of sad asshole about, you know, Kurt's religion, which, you know, yeah, that is mean, man. Like, the the It, yeah. Kurt's not a bad fucking person. No. And people that talk this way to people who are religious who aren't bad people are assholes too. People are allowed to believe what the fuck they want to believe and that's coming from an atheist. Yeah. Just wanted to say that. Agreed. I hope Fabian Cortez dies. I hope someone kills him and he can't come back. Or he comes <laughs> back, you know, with a deficiency. Well, he had to, he'd have to die in another world. I guess. Yeah. Someone needs to drag him there and smoke him slowly. <laughs> Uh, maybe this is a redemption arc for him. Maybe this is him like going through his Zuko phase, where he's a real dick up top. Yo, I feel like by the end of Way of X, you're <laughs> I like how you say no with your entire body. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's got to be a reason he's in this book at some point. It's to die, to be a sacrifice. Well, we'll see about that. Watch at the end of X. It's a help curse balls drop. At the end of Way of X, by the time Way of X ends, we're gonna be like, damn, Fabius, Fabian's our favorite character. <laughs> He's gonna have a hell of a redemption arc. I know it. I I'm not frozen. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> you do this when you're unimpressed by my optimism. <laughs> uh, I'm very unimpressed. In any case, Kurt uh, is like, ooh, I'm going to prove you wrong so damn hard. Uh, and he teleports into the ice cream truck, uh, ice cream cart thing that's gathered right before Gorgon. This guy who's just selling ice cream to all these people who are taking pictures of Gorgon and making fun of him. Um, and he keeps like goofing into it, like on purpose, obviously, to just kind of take the, pre- uh, the attention off of Gorgon. Uh, everybody laughs at him, and even Gorgon starts to giggle. And I'm like, Gorgon! Yay! <laughs> he finds happiness. He even, it's funny, he's like laughing, and he ties his mask back on. He's like, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, because now, like, you know, he can feel everybody's laughter instead of, like, you know, all the negative shit they were saying before. Yeah. Which was cool, man. That was really nice to see Gorgon smiling like that. 
Yeah, this was. You know what it reminds me of? This is very like Fabian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It reminds me of like this is. I, I read this like, damn. This reminds me of Aang. I feel like Aang would do something like this. You know, it's a very Aang moment. Aang from Avatar. Um, and <laughs> Fabian's like, no, they have to keep hating. <laughs> like, jeez, you fucking jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who says this part out loud? Just like, oh, they have to keep hating. With all this negativity overwhelming, he'll... Uh, and that's when Nightcrawler pulls up and knocks Fabian out. Pretty sick. Uh, and he drags him by his dumb fucking ponytail. Uh, and he basically is like... He's like, don't kill me. Don't take me to the council. They're going to put me in the hole with, uh, with Sabretooth. And he's like, I'm not going to take you to the council. I'm going to make you, I'm going to do something worse. I'm going to make you have a conversation with the person who, whose parents you fucking murdered. And I'm like, damn. Um, meanwhile, back at, um, back in, Mar- back on Mars, uh, Lost is watching, um, Suraya do her thing. Uh, and he's, and Legion is just like, uh, I guess he's close to a volcano. Um, right on the rim of it. Yeah, it's... Actually. It's, I I wonder why in particular, but he's just like, hmm, all right, let's get to work. She's very strong. She doesn't know what she's capable of. But anyway, let's get to work. And they take okay. the seed. He says, every seed grows a gate. So, And every gate opens a path that mutants can walk. And right now... What mutants need more than every anything is a place where the devil can't hear their whispers. And it looks like he uses Zorn and Zorn to implant the gate within his own head. Yeah. And all and all of a sudden his like eyes show open. And he's like, ah, a sacred refuge, a temple. Yeah. <laughs> really looking like a. Yeah. Yeah. Legion goes into the Avatar state. He's just like, ah. And I guess, I guess, Legion's gonna have a Krakoan gate in his mind. Will people be able to escape into Legion's head? Pretty lit. Do you go there? No. <laughs> Once personalities start to come up, it's gonna be a little crazy. Kind of weird. He's gonna get a little wild in there. Um, Remember the invasive exotic? Yeah. Making everyone kill each other. Yeah. Um, but. In any case, I I think the concept's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, this was a really cool issue. Uh, I very much liked Kurt's like kind of pacifist solution to Fabian being a total dick. Uh, not pacifist because he punches Fab- Fabian in the face. That's not but but you know peaceful solution to uh, to a problem that could have gone way worse. Uh, and uh, I'm very interested to see what it looks like to have a crack cold gate inside your own mind. I, I can't help, help but think that that's going to play into the story in a big way later. Like, say, Krakoa is under attack and people need to get away and they'll hide out. And lose right. Them. That's kind of cool. That's a cool idea. Cool concept. Um, do you have any thoughts before uh, we go? This was your uh, VGI. I figured that you might want to say. Um, I think I didn't realize that this was going to be a series about tackling specifically Krakoa's three laws. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to just be contained to that, but I think that's a 
it gives it a little bit more structure than I thought it had in the first place, which I I really, really like. I like knowing that things are going to go in a nice little linear path. Then you yeah. start to deviate and I get all fucking anxious. And why are things happening? And why are these children fighting with grown men in this dirty city now? Yeah. I can't help myself. I had to say something. It's Thursday, right? It is Thursday. <laughs> I had to vent something out. It's safe He's something. dirty, bro. He's really dirty, and his friend's about to fuck him up and make him take a bath. Lord willing. Anyways. 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 Um, so, yeah, I really I really think it's interesting that they're tackling the laws, especially the second one. I wonder how they're going to interpret it further. Because, obviously, life is important. Especially yeah. human life, since they can't be fucking uh, revived. Well, we have to give people more than that, you know? I, I, I personally believe that, you know, life is, it's, you know, it's not just important because it's, fi- it's seemingly finite. It's important because life is beautiful. Life can be beautiful. And everyone deserves to enjoy it and, and indulge in it to its maximum amount. Yeah. For what we know is the life we have. Yeah. We're low limit. Yeah, but, um, for sure. Uh, I think that's what Kurt's trying to figure out. How to express that to people. How to, you know, in what ways can I convince people yeah. via this faux religion? Mm-hmm. Um, Pseudo religion. So these are the first two laws we addressed uh, that make more mutants. To a degree, like, none of these problems are exactly solved yet, but we are getting... Hello. These last couple issues have been more of a introduction as to the, I guess, philosophical flaws within each of the laws. Uh, the third and final law is respect the sacred land of Krakoa. And I wonder, maybe that's the temple. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's why. It's well, he wait. I will say this. Um, at the end, he says the temple. Yeah. And you know. We thought there would be a tower, you know, that it was, like, the tower was going to be part of his religion or whatever Kurt is about to do, even from back from Powers of X, right? Powers and, 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 um, and House of X. But um, it's looking like he's talking about a temple in his brain. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, this is uh, turning out to be a fun read, uh, you know, it... it... It's, Those are my thoughts about my VGI. Hell yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it a lot. Uh this is a great series of uh among one of the one of the best of the X books so far. And it's only and it's still pretty young. Um but in any case, we should move on to our final X book, X Corp. Uh Alright. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. So we get a little introduction to the multiple man, which is nice. Uh I I like the multiple man. <laughs> I think he's kind of cool. Fun fact, did you know the multiple man was out before Naruto? Yes, I did know. And his powers are pretty much exactly the Shadow Clone Jutsu. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> America won this time. <laughs> this time. No, um, they always think, I mean, most of the characters are so old <laughs> compared to the manga. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so the the X Corp, this issue seems to be about their play to be kind of like tech giants. Uh, they attend to this. Uh, they attend to this technology summit, expose thing, expo, whatever. Uh, and they're supposed to be launching 
uh, a very important piece of technology that they've developed uh, on Krakoa. Um, and it's being currently run by the multiple man. He's he's trying to get everything done. We get introduced to his workflow, uh, and they're getting ready to get started. Um, they acquire the help of Vulcan, Bishop, Neil Shara, and Sunspot, all to kind of like uh, use their energy to activate an ionospheric bandwidth generator. Um, ionospheric bandwidth generator. Generator! <laughs> Uh, yeah, ionospheric is the word of the day, guys. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Look it Pause up. Pause it. Type it in real quick on your phone, on your web browser. Ionospheric. Mm. What you're going to find is ionosphere. But it's the same shit. Yes. Um, there's this little sub-story where Madrox, I didn't know, had a kid and a wife. And she's taking care of the kid. Neither did I. Yeah, she's taking care of the kid. And uh, she's like, hey, you're going to come and hang out with your son? And he's like, I'm busy doing science. Uh, and she's like, okay. It's like, I'm, I'm about to create an ionospheric generator. You think I give a <laughs> fuck about this, this infant's first steps? This fucking, Everybody walks. This fucking baby? You think I care? I can walk. You can walk. These guys can fucking walk. Who gives a fuck about him walking? <laughs> yeah, yeah <Matt laughs> he didn't go hard like that. <laughs> he didn't go hard like that. <laughs> he should have though. That would have been great. That's a, Rick would say that though. Yeah. Uh, so he sends one of his duplicates over to deal with that, I guess. And in the meantime, he starts to uh, work on the ionospheric bandwidth generator. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Monet sits down with uh, Saint J- Sarah St. John, which, if I remember, she's like the human that they tried to get on their board. And she teamed up with the bad guys, actually. So she pull- she brings up the Fenris twins, who are the Nazi mutants that <laughs> pulled up to the Hellfire Gala. Uh, yeah. That they fought last issue and beat the shit out of with relative ease. Uh, like how, made them pull up like like nothing happened just the other fucking day. Yeah. So yeah, Monet's thinking this bitch is out of her fucking mind. Yeah. Um, and she tries to read their mind, but this lady has psychic blocks on her, so you know that doesn't work out. Um, Trinary realizes this, and uh, she and I don't know who this woman is. Uh, she seems to be able to fly. Uh, but. Yeah, she goes off. Meanwhile, uh, Madrox is dealing with uh, the ionospheric bandwidth generator. And uh, he's like, damn, I failed to account for the range. We're generating too much power. Uh, so I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> he, how could you have forgotten, bro? You got millions of clones to think for you. What the fuck? <laughs> Am I being harsh? No, Let me in the science guy. Well, the thing is, is that he has to reabsorb them in order to get their knowledge. So he doesn't know what they know unless he reabsorbs himself, I guess. But enough. I won't criticize the science man. Anyway, the point is that he made a mistake and he he's put every one of the clones in danger. So he sends one of his dupes down to get this vent 
because they're generating too much power and the vent would just uh, allow, uh, like, I guess, soften the blow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that worked out, but not too well because they were able to kind of uh, avoid a pretty big disaster, but the clone that was sent to hang out with his family and has all the memories of hanging out with his dumb son who can walk now is completely gone and he has those memories lost forever. Uh, and he's like, no, I needed those memories. Those precious memories. The data. Ah, data. <laughs> no, as, as, much, as, as much as I'm making fun of this nigga, I mean, he really did try. He, he, he had to be in two places at once. Yeah, and that's literally his power, so good for him, honestly. Yeah, but if but but it fucked up because of these these uh you know very very specific circumstances. Like, it was dramatic. I get it. I think that was the best part of this whole X Corps manga. But I'm manga. Whoa, derp, technically, uh, book. Manga means comic. So so not a derp. Not a derp. I'm safe. I sa- I saved you. I could have just let you keep that derp. <laughs> I'm a merciful mayor. Um, in any case, yeah, he lost all his data. Uh, Trinary pulls up to wherever Monet. Um, Monet just hulks out and starts chasing Sarah around this place. Um, and uh, she's basically like, okay, so from here on out, she, uh, you're not going to talk to these Nazis. I don't know why you would, but don't fucking talk to these Nazis or I will hurt you, I guess, or something. Um, and she turns back to normal uh, after she agrees, technically. And, you know, she's about to walk away, but that's when Sarah St. John injects her with something and it knocks Monet out. <laughs> oh, you injected her with something. I thought it was like this, that mutant suppressant shit. Like, oh no, she's gonna lose her powers, which means she gotta die again and get resurrected, whatever. But it was something else. She gave. She didn't give her a downer. She gave her. She an gave upper. her a, an upper. Oh. oh. Uh, hey. When they go back into the room, Trinary and this other mutant uh, find a giant hole in the ceiling as Monet seems to have crashed through it. Uh, and is about to hulk out somewhere. Um, they don't know where she's at. And Angel's about to go on stage and present the ionospheric bandwidth generator. Oh, shit. Uh, so she tries to call Monet and be like, yo, where you at? This is crazy. We got to start filling up seats at the X-Corp, whatever, blah, blah, blah. All right, here I go. Presentation time. And he's about to do it. He's doing his whole spiel. You know, he's like, the world needs more bandwidth, uh, better internet for everyone, which I agree with. Uh, and more people to learn the word ionosphere. Yeah, <laughs> more people to understand that we created the first ionospheric bandwidth generator. Um, and right when he does the whole, like, you know, businessman, like, look up people of Earth, you know, because they're supposed to see something. Uh, it doesn't work out. Uh, for whatever reason, the launch doesn't go off, and that's where the issue ends. So he's like, "Hey, can you uh, get Madrox on the phone? I'd like to him for him to explain why X Corp's most crucial launch just publicly failed." And that's where the issue ends. As Madrox is like, 
Fuck. Uh, well, X Corp. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like me and Josh are on the same page where we're like not very into it yet. <laughs> uh, yet. Yet. Well, I'm, I'm, we're holding out hope. You know, I mean, you know, there have been X books that started off a little slow and then we, uh, we gradually grew a fondness for. Hellions is the best example of that. Um, so Hellions is funny from the jump, but for whatever. Sure. I mean, but I'll uh, give you Hellions. This ain't this ain't good. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say that like at the beginning of Hellions, though, we weren't as hot on it as we were now. We we liked it, but you know now it's one of our favorites. Whenever it comes out, we get excited about. Um, X Corp isn't really there. I th- and I think the problem stemmed from like the pacing. I don't know. I don't know anybody on this book really, except for Jamie Madrox. Um, an angel, I guess, to a degree, but I'm not really familiar with anybody. I don't like anybody yet. I'm not really invested in these characters. Uh, and I, I and it's funny because like the whole idea of X Corp kind of fits in with the whole Hickmanian vibe. You know, it could be yes. that. And I, that's why I was excited about it initially. It's just like, oh, cool. It's going to be a bunch of rich people being shysty to one another. That's very Hickmanian. But I don't know. There's something about this. It just hasn't grabbed me yet. And it's too businessy. Like, I guess that's the whole thing is just like, uh, I feel like I'm just reading a business transcript thing. Right. Like, I like, um, I don't, I don't feel this way, like, overall, but there are moments where I'm just like, is this shit just going over my head? Are they just trying to tell me that I don't get it? Yeah. Little boy, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't. You don't, you don't got that type of bag to be reading this type of shit. You ain't his levels, Josh. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just not hitting yet. But you Like, know. it doesn't excite me, the jargon between the fucking, you know, the business yeah. people and the, we're going to absorb this and have this general, I don't know. I mean, I think make, making a larger bandwidth for the entire world is really cool. And obviously, I can imagine how that would make them dominate most financial markets, since everything runs on the internet, it's just superpower move. I get it. I get it. They're taking over. I already assumed that. Yeah. I think that's the problem. None of this is surprising to me. I'm like, well, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys would do that in order to rule Earth financially. <laughs> yeah. I want it to happen. I don't have any problem with it. Remember when they was talking shit at the summit? Yeah. And it was like, we're going to do your job, but do it better because we'll actually take care of people. Mm-hmm. I'm with that still. That's why I'm still on Krakoa's side because I do believe ultimately they still care about people. Mm-hmm. At least right now. <laughs> yeah. More, more than human governments do. Yeah. I, I wish it would just go a little slower. You know, I feel like uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know, sometimes like I have to read this twice sometimes because I'm like, wait, then now there's this expo? What? And I get that, like, for a second, I was like, well, we already have, like, the Hellfire Club. Isn't this a little redundant? But the whole separate, the the difference between the two is that Hellfire Club is basically a distribution chain for the Krakoan drugs, whereas the X-Corp is the actual, like, business venture, entrepreneurial spirit of Krakoa. Um, and I, I like I like that concept. I like the concept a lot. I think it's interesting to read about, but it's not hitting quite yet. 
And I'm hoping that it does at some point. Maybe when the X Corp is actually fully formed and all the board members are in place. I don't know. We'll just have to see for me. But that's all I got to say about it. Um, do you have any, any final thoughts before I move on? Unfortunately not. All right. Um, those were the X books. Uh, and that has been our show. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am your host, Christian Espinal. That was Joshua Cole. Uh, you can follow us at the Chris, Asp- at, at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37 at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. If you like the show, comment, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. Uh, emails at newdripcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Uh, next week, we'll be back to basics. All the manga will be back. We'll be back on a Thursday. Brian will be back. Brian will return to praise my hero academia and it will be fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time on New Jump City. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Peace out, guys. So I was thinking that if that lady would have sniped Beast, that would have been excellent because he would have died in another world and came back probably somebody else, but not that nigga that we don't like. <laughs> That's right, Josh. Right? That is correct. Right? Yes. They teased us.